0: Hey, if you listen to my podcast on Spotify, you can listen to me at 1.2 speed. Why 1.2 speed? It's because before I share my new episodes, I listen to them first, and at 1.2 speed, you'll get the best listening experience on my podcast. Hear it for yourself. Listen to me on Spotify. Hello! Hello! And welcome to the Ford Podcast. Today, I will be talking about Spider Man No Way Home. I have been waiting to see this film. Of course, it was delayed here in the Philippines, but now it is finally out, and I can't wait to share my thoughts with you guys. But first, for those who haven't seen it, I'll give you guys a brief non spoiler reaction to set your expectations right. And then after that, the spot is going to be filled with spoilers from the movie and the whole Marvel canon. And I hope you guys have a good time listening. Spider-Man No Way Home is the third movie of Tom Holland's version of The Web Slinger and it is once again directed by John Watts and stars Tom Holland, Zendaya Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, Jacob Batalon, Jon Favreau, Willem Dafoe returning as the Green Goblin, Alfred Molina as Doctor Octavius, Jamie Foxx, and Marisa Tomei as Aunt May. So, this movie immediately follows the ending of Far From Home, which is when the world knew Spider-Man's identity, and we follow Peter trying to live a not-so-normal life because he is now the world's most famous person. There's a lot of eyes around him, a lot of criticism, a lot of support as well, but also a lot of controversies because... Of what happened in the previous film with Mysterio, and we watch him, MJ, Ned, and Aunt May try to adapt to their new situation. Now, my favorite superhero has always been Spider Man. I am a big Spider Man fan. If you ask any one of my friends who is my favorite superhero, everybody's gonna say the same answer it's Spider Man. There's something about the superhero that is just so fun and adventurous and as a kid that was very exciting for me he is a character i related to as a kid he is a high school student who doesn't have a lot of friends he gets bullied a lot he is broke and has a lot of personal problems family problems but despite all of the hardships he still chooses to be a good person and as a as a young kid that was very inspiring for me so I guess I modeled myself to be like Peter Parker because he is a good person and I wanted to be like him swinging around the city. Actually, I wanted to be Spider Man so bad that I had an accident once and my family had to run me to the emergency room. It was pretty bad. I'm not gonna say how bad and the details, but yeah, really bad. And the lesson for me after that accident was. To be like Spider-Man in terms of his values and morals but not to be like him in terms of his superhuman abilities because nobody can do the swinging and the parkour like Spider-Man. You just can't. And so, yeah, moving on. And Tobey Maguire's movies introduced me to the character. I thought those movies, his trilogy was very entertaining and it introduced me to the character and I loved toby mcguire and also his villains i thought the green goblin was very scary also dr octopus was an ama- amazing villain the train fight scene in uh, spider-man 2 will always be one of the greatest and favorite fight sequence in cinema for me then as i grew older andrew garfield became the amazing spider-man and i also loved his version of the hero actually andrew became my favorite spider-man because he is much more cool and fun compared to Tobey Maguire, and I feel like he's a more accurate Spider-Man, in my opinion. Plus, his suits and the web swinging in his movies are much more cooler, because of improved technology, of course, and not to mention his great love story with Gwen Stacy, played by Emma Stone. Then, he didn't get his third movie, which I was very sad about, and Tom got the part in the MCU, which I really enjoyed. I thought, as many people have also said, That he is the perfect Peter Parker, which I think he is. And although I am not a fan of his suits, I still enjoyed his story through two movies and some Avengers Ensemble movies. And now, here we are to conclude his trilogy. And seeing all the returning villains in the trailers just makes my Spider-Man heart very happy. And that is the word for this movie. Happy. All you need to know is that this movie made me really, really, really happy as a movie fan and as a Spider-Man fan. And if you're worried that this movie is going to disappoint, it will not. Sony and Marvel made this work because this movie is really amazing. That was actually one of my biggest concerns. What if this movie is mediocre at best? And after watching it two times already, I can assure you this has everything you want in a Spider-Man film. It has the story, the characters, the setback, the villains, and the nostalgia. If you were a fan of the Raimi films and the Mark Webb films, you will absolutely have The Ultimate Time with No Way Home because, of course, this movie have returning characters from those movies as shown in the trailers, and I thought it was handled really well. The multiverse stuff is not that complicated to understand, and so they were able to focus on the characters and the story, which I really, really loved. Spider-Man No Way Home made me feel every type of way. It has the emotional beats, it has the funny beats. This movie has everything. The this gonna this is gonna make you feel every type of way. As I said, that's how special this movie is. And of course there's more things to appreciate if you have been a Spider Man fan for a long time because you'll recognize some of the nods and payoffs from the previous movies. And if you're not a big fan of Spider-Man, I still think you will have a really great time watching this movie because the story is well set up. It's simple to understand. It has the characters, the supporting characters have a balanced inclusion in the story. It has a great personal story for Peter Parker. And so, in my opinion, this movie is a complete package and... It has everything you need whether you're a fan or not of the web slinger and I hope for those who haven't seen it yet, I hope you guys have have as much fun watching the movie as I did because I really love this movie so much. Okay, now that is my non-spoiler thoughts, reaction, short reaction, whatever you want to call it. Now that I got that out of the way, I'm going to talk about spoilers. So, spoiler warning from here on out. There's... A lot of returning characters there's doctor octopus the green goblin the lizard sandman and electro for the villains so what did i think of the villains i was very surprised how they managed to bring all of these villains back and not make this feel movie feel like there's too much going on as i said this movie was really balanced in terms of focusing on both the story and characters and That's including the villains. Watching the trailers, I thought Dr. Octopus is going to be the main villain. But apparently, it's the Green Goblin. Or should I say, the Green Elf. But yeah, Green Goblin is still menacing after 20 years. He was scary before, and he is still scary now. It's amazing to think about how they made this seem like this character never left. I mean, there's almost a 20-year gap between the Goblin's appearances and it felt like he never left. Willem Dafoe is unbelievably good despite of his age. The way he turns into the Goblin and then he turns into the innocent guy just trying to go back to his home and son, it's unbelievable. And Peter Parker really had a tough time fighting the Goblin. He's just one of the great villains and he proved it once again returning in this movie. Electro also is one of the pure bad guys among the five and he is the one that I actually had questions with because he felt very different from the Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie compared to the the version that we got in this movie. I felt like he has more charisma and confidence this time around while in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 he was just this character who has rage and hate inside him. But although he was different and questionable, I didn't really mind that until after watching the movie because I know since the multiverse opened, he could have just been a different version of Electro and not exactly from the version that we got in Garfield's film. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock is my favorite Spider-Man villain in the Raimi films and he was really good in this movie, although he wasn't the main villain. I'm still glad that he returned as Dr. Octopus and got to fight Spider-Man on the bridge. It was an amazing fight, actually. And after that, he was basically a good guy because his inhibitor chip was fixed and his reunion with Toby was just very wholesome. It was a nice moment. It put a smile on my face. It was a beautiful moment between Octavius and Toby Peter in the finale and The two other villains, on the other hand, was kind of just in the sideline, the Lizard and Sandman. And if you think about it, it wouldn't have worked anyway if they had a big part because they weren't that interesting interesting of a villain in the first place. And so I thought it was a very wise move for the writers to make their involvement in the story very minimal. And also they weren't able to bring back the original actors for both of them, so it was fine. The way it is. It's funny because I didn't know that they weren't returning the original actors, but the second they showed their original human form after they were cured by Peter, I immediately knew that those were re- reused footage from the past films because I've seen the movies a million times already and I remember very well the shots that they recycled for this film for the lizard and sandman. That was just a fun detail that I noticed while watching the movie. And so yeah, Doc Ock and the Green Goblin are the highlights among the returning villains. And now that I'm done with the returning villains, it's time to talk about the returning Spider-People. Andrew and Toby, their introduction, man. When Ned opened that sling ring and seeing Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, it was just chills all over my body. Then he had this little banter with MJ. It was perfect. One of the best character introductions in all of MCU for sure. I've always loved the amazing Spider-Man movies. And despite of its flaws, I really appreciated the acting in those movies. The action. Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy. Aunt May was pretty good in those movies. And the suit. For me, Andrew's suit in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the best out of all live-action suits and i'm just so happy to see under garfield come back once again as spider-man and as i said earlier he is my favorite favorite spider-man and it was a dream to watch him alongside tom and toby in this film and speaking of toby he was actually kind of old in this movie i think his version is a bit older than the last time we saw his peter so there's some untold chapter in there for toby's spider-man before he went into that portal i'm actually interested to know that time gap but yeah toby is a bit more mature this time around he has a lot of wisdom and like i said his reunion with his villains in duck ock and goblin i thought was handled beautifully the way he saved norman osborne from getting hit by the glider was just perfect and his conversation with Dr. Octopus that ends with him saying trying to get better that was a very heartfelt moment Toby the OG so happy to see him back okay before I talk about more things that I loved about Spider-Man No Way Home I'm gonna go ahead and talk about some of my issues that I had for the film so for my Issues I uh, I mentioned one earlier, Electro not being his usual self like we last saw him and the amazing Spider-Man 2 that was kind of distracting especially on second viewing because I start to pay attention more on those kind of things and so yeah, Electro definitely is kind of different in this movie and also the spell that Peter messed up brought the villains that knew the identity of Spider-Man but Electro never knew Spider-Man's identity, so why was he dragged into this? That was some story inconsistency that I noticed after watching the movie, because while watching it for the first time I I was just so caught up in the moment, appreciating the movie, but that still is an inconsistency in terms of the rules of the spell by Doctor Strange, and speaking of Doctor Strange I feel like he was underpowered in this movie I mean, don't get me wrong, the chase sequence between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man was a masterpiece. It was a beautifully choreographed and designed sequence. It made me so excited for the multiverse of madness because that mirror dimension thing is breathtaking. But they gotta make it more challenging for Peter because that's Doctor Strange. He is fighting the Chosen One. Doctor Strange is the former Sorcerer Supreme and he will always be a tough opponent and to fight, and Peter didn't have a problem getting rid of him, and that seems off to me. That's kind of a disrespect to the character of Doctor Strange, if you ask me, and my last gripe about this film is Ned being able to use the sling ring. I mean, again, they're suspecting Doctor Strange in, and his movie. Doctor Strange had to train very long hours, work very hard just to get the sling ring portal right but then ned just does that successfully by accident and for me that's a disservice to the character once again of dr strange it's disrespect disrespectful It it would have been fine if they set up ned as this kid who has a family history but no they never set him up like that in previous films they just decided in this movie that he has a bloodline of sorcerers so that was kind of a lazy writing to me and I did not appreciate that although it led to some of the most amazing moments in the movie like the introduction of Andrew and Toby but yeah those are my gripes on the movie none of them are significant that really affected my overall appreciated appreciation of the film. Now I had a ton of fun watching No Way Home. Because as I said, this movie was a a well-balanced movie in terms of focusing on both the story and the characters. I did not expect that the story would go in the direction that it went. Peter Parker having sympathy for the bad guys is such a brilliant move. And it only made me appreciate the character of Spider-Man more because not only does he care about the lives of innocent people, he also cares about bad people that has a chance of saving and that is his true identity as a superhero. He does not kill people, he helps them. And him wanting to cure these villains was such a brilliant concept for the story. I was surprised that they managed to pull it off in such a smooth fashion and Aunt May led the way for Peter to realize that it's time to grow up and not just think about himself he also needs to think about others even though in the surface they may seem like they are not worth saving. And speaking of Aunt May, unfortunately she died and the moment she died that's where the movie became so heavy emotionally because it was a very heartbreaking moment between Aunt May and Peter Parker. When Andrew and Tom shared their stories about their personal losses. I really started to lose it. I couldn't stop crying. Andrew's emotion in that scene felt very real and painful. And it makes you realize how much it hurt. hurts still for him about Gwen's death. And it's such a heartbreaking scene for both Andrew reflecting on Gwen Stacy's incident and Tom on failing to protect Aunt May. And I loved Toby in that scene. He was the oldest and you can see that Uncle B- Uncle Ben's death doesn't affect him that much anymore because that was a very long time ago and I'm sure he found some closure after Spider-Man 3 and I just loved that Toby was the big brother among the three and he kind of provided the wisdom for Tom to get by the tough moment and overall that scene on the rooftop is one of my favorite scenes in the MCU already. Such a heartfelt, heartbreaking, emotionally affecting scene that I will never forget anytime soon or ever. There is a lot of great moments between the spider people in this movie. Aside from that rooftop scene, they also had fun moments making the cure in the lab. And then the final battle. Then the conversations about the organic web shooters of Toby, which was absolutely hilarious. Then... The villains that they fought, which led to Toby cheering up Andrew by saying that he was amazing. Which uh, which was, of course, a nod to his amazing Spider-Man movies. And the Spider-Man interactions, I couldn't believe I was watching it. It was such a dream come true. I think I enjoyed those personal moments more than the action sequences. And that's not a knock on the action. The action is still great. But the character interactions, whether emotionally heavy or light-hearted, funny, is all top-tier writing, and I have to give credit to John Watts and the whole crew for making this movie so perfect for Spider-Man fans to the point where the action is not the most entertaining thing in a superhero movie. That's crazy. And lastly, the ultimate sacrifice in the end. It was the last step for Peter Parker in becoming the spider-man and after that sacrifice he was not a kid anymore he is not spider boy anymore he is spider-man this whole tom holland trilogy has been the origin story of spider-man and what a way to do that by sacrificing everything he has his girlfriend his best friend his life just to save everyone else it was such an incredible way to end this chapter of Peter Parker's story, although heartbreaking, it felt right, because it was the only way for him to finish his emotional journey in becoming a man of the people, a man of New York, the true hero in Spider-Man. And that's why, overall, this movie really did deliver on everything. It brought back cherished characters, it told an amazing Spider-Man story. It had the laughs, the heartbreaks, the setbacks. the nostalgia the villains and the inspirational moments marvel and sony thank you for making this wonderful movie and i can't wait for the future of this character and despite of its minor flaws spider-man no way home is an outstanding film to conclude the Holmes trilogy and so i'm gonna give it an a that is it for my review of spider-man no way home what did you think about the movie share your thoughts you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Fort Louise for questions, opinions, and updates. Look forward to more episodes. This is the Fort Podcast. Check back soon on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast.